Have you ever met someone who was clueless? Huh? I mean, just clueless from the neck up. <laughs> I mean, everybody else in the place knows what's going on except for that one person. How do I know I'm not that guy? Because <laughs> that, that tripped me out a little bit when I asked myself that question years ago. Because my answer was, well, I'm not clueless. That's why. And I thought, but if you were to ask a clueless person, if they were clueless, their response would be exactly the same. I'm not clueless. <laughs> so how do I know I'm not that guy? Well, I do know I was definitely that guy years ago. I was speaking to this group of adults, and I, I had this killer illustration. I mean, it was such a good illustration that I decided to plan the whole entire message around that one illustration. And I thought it went great until afterwards when I spoke to the guy in charge. <laughs> and, he, and he pointed out to me that I was speaking to a group of adults. And I was like, yeah, I, I know I was speaking to a group of adults. I said, what's the problem with that? He said, but you are using video game terminology. Your main example that you kept going back to was about a video game. And I said, well, uh, trying to stick up for myself, I said, well, you know what? Adults play video games too. He says, yes, I know that. He said, but I know all those people in that crowd out there and they don't play video games. And so... I hate to tell you this, as good as your illustration was, as good as your points were, I'm afraid they just went right over their heads. I think a lot of times that's exactly how it is between God and us. God is always speaking. He's always trying to communicate with us, but oftentimes it just goes right over our heads. Not because God is using the wrong example, but because we never, ever consider that God might try and speak to us like that. I mean, we have our standard ways that God speaks to us, and we don't consider any options. We wait for Sunday morning to come around and have a church service. God will speak to me then because there's the man of God, there's the pastor, the woman of God, they're going to speak to us. Or maybe our, we have a godly grandparent that's going to speak to us or parents or something. Or or in our quiet time that we might spend some time with God or when we go into the mountainside on some cabin somewhere, that's where God speaks. And we don't consider any other options. And when we do that, we miss it. It goes right over our heads, just like my video game illustrations went over the heads of all those adults. But truth is, God's always trying to communicate. And if I wait until tomorrow morning when I have my quiet time, or I wait until next Sunday where I were going to go listen to some speaker, or I, I wait until you know I, I get off into the mountains somewhere, then I'm going to miss it because God might be trying to communicate with me just like we talked about last week in the, in the road trip. With all those '80s tunes that God started speaking to me, if I didn't, if I didn't catch that, I would have missed that whole entire trip. God might be trying to speak to you in that that book that you're reading right now. That's not the Bible. It's not a Christian book. It's just a regular book about something else. But He might be trying to speak to you through that. He might be speaking to you through a billboard as you drive by, or an illustration that somebody is happening that He can't recreate. That He's He's showing that to you right now. And we miss it because we think God speaks in a certain voice. He's going to sound like Darth Vader, right? Or Samuel L. Jackson or some big booming voice. Or we've got our ideas of what God's going to sound like. But have fun putting that, that giant God in a box because he just doesn't seem <laughs> to fit, which is why we're having a series on prayer. Welcome to part two 
of our prayer series. This is Happy Life Studios. This message is for you. This message is for you. This message is singular to you. It's not for anybody else. It's not hard to get. It's not hard to get. It's not hard to understand. Hey, are you happy? Now that's a great question. Does the sun set high? Does the sun set high? Welcome to Happy Life Studios. What's up, Happy Lifer? Thanks for joining us today. I am so happy that you're here. I'm also happy for those of you Happy Lifers that took advantage of our our new lines, Yo Stevo, and you left us your yo. I mean, you can either call us or email us. You can call us at 425-200-HAYS, H-A-Y-S. 425-200-HAYS, 425-200-4297, or you can also email us at yostevo, S-T-E-V-O, at happylife.studio, yostevo at happylife.studio, and leave us your yostevo. The phone will go directly to voicemail. You won't even talk to a person. Just leave us a message. Tell us how we're doing. And since we're doing a prayer series, I would love to hear from you, like, what's a cool time when God communicated to you, when you just felt like God showed you something, he revealed something to you, or he guided you? Email me at yostevo at happylife.studio, or call me at 425-200-HAYS, and I would love to hear that and even share that on the podcast, unless, of course, you tell me not to or you tell me to keep you anonymous, and I will totally respect that. But I've been hearing a lot of good reports. A lot of you are excited about this prayer series that we're doing, and I am too because I think it is well needed. Someone else led me to a podcast that they were listening to, and this girl got on there and just started talking about, and she started to break down talking about how God can't speak to her. She just feels so bad, but God won't communicate with her because, because she's, she has these bad thoughts and these evil thoughts. And she has all, I mean, she, the poor thing was just broken. And I just wanted to tell her, Hey, I mean, I got an answer for that. <laughs> listen, if she could listen to these, this happy life series, it's going to fix a lot of that for her because she's the reason why that we're doing this, this prayer series. We're doing this prayer series because no relationship is better than its communication. God made us to have a relationship with us, and that's why we're here. He wants to have a friendship with us. He made Adam and Eve, and he walked with them in the garden. When Jesus came to earth, and he he grabbed 12 guys, we call them disciples, but he called them friends, right? And he just hung out with them. That's why God made us, and he wants to hang out with us. He wants a friendship with us, but no friendship is better than his communication. I like how Dr. Tina... Tessina. What a great name. Tina B. Tessina, PhD, said this. She said, good communication will make your relationship great. Bad communication will break it. And that's why we're doing this series. Because good communication will make your relationship great and bad communication will break it. I actually got that quote from from an article I I was reading on, on relationships. And it was kind of cool because remember how last week we talked about how God can speak to you through 80s tunes last week. And this week we're going to take this article about communication and relationships, but this relates to God and me. In fact, I believe most of life relates to us and God. It's a mirror of what's going on in the heavenlies. So 
This article is Eight Signs Your Relationship Could Have Better Communication by Natalia Lusinski. Actually, the whole title is Eight Signs Your Relationship Could Have Better Communication and How to Get That. I love how they added the last part on there and how to get that because I like people that don't just give problems. I like people that also give solutions. I want to start with a quote that they use from a Dr. Susanna Flores that says, the foundation of a good relationship is to be able to talk to someone about anything and everything. The more you can talk to each other, the more likely you'll trust each other and be able to confide in each other and know the other person won't criticize you. I love that. Think about that with God right now. Think about that with you and God and God trying to communicate with us. The foundation of a good relationship with God is to be able to talk to him about anything and everything. The more you can talk with each other, God and you, the more likely you're going to trust each other and be able to confide in each other and know the other person won't criticize you, know that God won't criticize you. And a lot of us have that that view of God because we don't trust him. Well, we don't trust him because we're not confiding in him because we're not talking to him enough. And the more we talk to him, the more we can confide in him, the more we can trust him. And then we don't feel like God is shaking his head at us, that he's criticizing us. And it's good for us to see that God can speak to us in 80s music and he can speak to us through an article about relationships. <laughs> so let's get into this article. I don't know how many of these eight I'm going to get through, but let's get started anyway. Point number one, the first sign is you talk, really talk to each other a lot less than you used to. I love that. But let's just break that in two. You talk, really talk. I mean, you really talk with God. He really talks with you. I like what Tina B. Tassina, PhD, says. Talking is not always communicating. If you're just jabbering away at each other, you'll understand the difference between talking and just communication. Now, I'm not some guy that just showed up on the set here. I'm a guy that grew up in this situation. Like I said, I'm a preacher's kid. I grew up in this. And I'm telling you, I've spent so many times listening to people talk at God. A lot of prayer meetings are just simply talking at God, filling a space because we gotta. We have an hour here we got to fill up. Or some people will say, well, you, if you take that hour and you break it into 12 five-minute segments, that's not so bad. Man, if I have to say that about my best friend and say, hey, can we talk for an hour? Now, listen, it's not going to be so bad because we're going to break it up into 12 five-minute segments and be like, are you kidding me? I don't have a problem talking with, with my best buddy for, for an hour. And I don't think we should have to try to come up with some way to make it easier to talk to God as well. Because prayer isn't just talking at God, it's communicating. Tina, you're so right on. It's not just jabbering away at each other. In Matthew chapter 6, it says this, I believe it's verse 14, but in the message translation, it says, in prayer, there is a connection between what God does and what you do. And that's exactly what prayer is. It's a connection between us and God. It's communication, not just talking but talking and listening and not just listening, but communicating and connecting. So a sign that your relationship with God get a better communication is that you talk and you really talk. You talk about the real stuff with each other, not just the nice flowery stuff, not just the stuff that you want to hide, but you talk about, you let God into that, that dark place of your heart, that dark place of your mind, like that, that girl I was talking about that I heard on that podcast talk about, I am having these evil thoughts and I just, I just can't, God doesn't want to have any part to do with me. And it's not true at all. Those are the parts that God wants to get into. He wants you to talk, to really talk. To him. 
but he wants us to do this on a regular basis. That's what prayer is. It's communicating. It's connecting. Sign number two, that your relationship could have better communication. You feel the other person is not listening or perhaps you aren't. Have you ever heard somebody say this? God, are you even listening to me? Do you even care? Do you even know that I exist? Have you ever heard that come out of your mouth? Because it's come out of mine. God, are you even listening? Do you even care about my life? Sometimes we feel like the other person isn't listening. Dr. Susanna Flores also said this, not making your questions personable is a sign that you too could communicate better. Reiterate what they are saying. Be very specific. Which takes me to a story that I got from a happy lifer. This was her Yo Stevo. I love the story. She said, I was in my early 20s and I had just been diagnosed with celiac disease. Once I got feeling better, I was mad because I thought I had enough to deal with with my type 1 diabetes. I didn't need another food-related disease, especially one I could not hide in social food settings. And in ranch country, every social event involves food. God kept calling me to come talk to him, and I kept brushing it aside because I was busy and the frustration continued to build. Finally, the day came when I knew it was time to do business with God. I took my journal and I went to a quiet spot where I knew I wouldn't be interrupted. I opened it up and I said, God, I'm angry at you and I'm going to write down all my reasons why. So I wrote my first reason and before I finished the sentence, check this out. She says, before I finished the sentence, God had put a verse in my head to answer that reason. Wow. That's just amazing to me. That is just so cool. Before she finished her sentence saying, I'm God, I'm mad at you. you, He had already answered her. (laughs) So I wrote the answer down and I said, check this out. You're going to love this. She said, God, that's not all. And proceeded to my second reason. Same thing happened. Before I finished writing it out, God gave me another verse, which I wrote down, but I still said, thanks God, but (laughs) but there is more. And I proceeded to my third reason. I bet you can guess what happened next. She said, smiley face. For every reason I wrote down, he had an answer, a living, breathing answer. By the end of it, I wasn't healed of my celiac disease, but I was healed from my bitterness and anger. We weren't separated by my anger and frustration anymore. Instead, God showed me he was still right by my side and had my back for any hard stuff I was going to face. Wow, that is so cool, Emily. I just that <laughs> when you don't make your questions personal, it's a sign that you two could communicate better. You need to reiterate what they are saying, be very specific, and that's what this happy lifer did. That's what Emily did. She says, God, I'm mad at you, and I'm gonna tell you why. And God answered her before she even finished writing the sentence on the paper, and she was very specific. She reiterated how she felt about him. Sign number three, you often guess how the other person's feeling. We often guess how the other person's feeling instead of finding out how they're feeling. I mean, God made us in his image, but we try to return the favor. We make him in ours. In other words, how I feel about myself, I portray it onto God. Like that girl I talked about from that other podcast who shared about how she can't really connect with God because she's so guilty because she has all these negative thoughts. and, And so she feels that way about herself and she's immediately put those same thoughts on God. 
she made God in her image because she felt that way about herself because she was so ashamed of herself and so embarrassed about herself and her thoughts and her life and all that stuff. She felt God felt the same way, but she was guessing how God was feeling. She wasn't giving him the opportunity to tell her. And if she did, if she took the moments to just listen, he would tell her that he loves her and he's got a plan for her life. And he'd tell her that he already forgave her for every thought that she's ever going to have. He took all of our sin upon him on the cross and he took the punishment that that sin brought on. And so that we are free and clear. All we have to do is receive that. But we make God in our image. We put words in his mouth. We put thoughts in his head instead of just asking him what he's thinking about. We play this whole scenario out in our minds and then we react to it. And we think that God feels a certain way about us because we put that thought inside of our head instead of letting him know how we're feeling. Four, let's do one more. You are afraid to bring up certain topics to your partner as you know they usually lead to fights. So number one, big stuff, right? We only talk to God about the big stuff. We don't want to bother him with our little petty things about our lives. We don't want to bother him about the little things. But the more you love somebody, the more you want to know the little stuff that they do, the little stuff that they think. I want to know every little thing about my best friend. I want to know every little thing about my wife. I want to know every little thing about my kids. And that's what God wants with us. He doesn't want us just to bring the big stuff to him. He wants us to bring the small stuff to him too. He doesn't want to just be included on our Sunday mornings, on our quiet time. He wants to be included in our entire day. He wants to go to the grocery store with us. He wants to tell us jokes. He wants us to tell him jokes. And then we have taboo topics. That's the second part here. We often don't want to talk to God about certain things. We're afraid that if we show him that part of our heart, how evil it is, you know, there's that verse in Revelation, is it 320, that says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hear my voice and opens the door, I will come in and I will sup with them. What's up? Right? We've talked about that before. I made the mistake one time when we were newly married of inviting my buddy over to the house and I didn't let my wife know. And she wasn't home. She was she was working. And, um, and she said, you brought someone to the house? I'm like, yeah, it's our house. What's the big deal? Well, she was all mad because the house was a mess and she didn't get a chance to clean it. And I think oftentimes that's how we are. God stands at the door to our heart and he's knocking. He said, let me in. But we're like, wait a second. And we're trying to clean up our life. When I get my life ready, then I'll, I'll, I'll come to God. But then you're missing the point. If you can get your life ready, then you would need to come to God. But the truth is we need God to do that. If we were to open up the door, look through the little peephole, we'd see that God's got his cleaning supplies. He's also the cleaning lady, the cleaning dude. He's out there going, let me come and help you clean that. You think that God doesn't know our mess? God knows everything. We're not hiding anything from him. And I think we've got these taboo topics. We don't want to bring that out to God. But when we do bring that topic out to God and say, God, I'm sorry I did that. Or God, how do you feel about this? Oh, man, it's like that Instapot that that we got for Christmas. You just turn that switch and all of a sudden all this pressure just comes out like a tea kettle whistling, you know, and it it just feels so amazing because you let all that pressure out. It's like having a room that's been closed off for the longest time because you don't want anyone to go in there because there's secrets in there and there's skeletons in there and there's dead things in there that you don't want anyone to know. I'm not talking about your actual house, obviously, but I'm talking about our lives, right? If you have those things in your actual house, then you probably need to go see somebody right now and you probably should call 911. But I'm talking about our hearts, our lives, the door that God is knocking on. And we've got these skeletons in there. We've got these secrets in there and they've been closed off to light. Because God is light and they've been closed off the light. When you open up that door, man, it's going to smell. It's going to stink. And we don't want that to happen. 
But God's like the Febreze, man. He's the one that straightens things up. He's the one that cleans things up. He's the one that, that makes things right. We're afraid that if we get that honest with him, he's going to correct us. He's going to walk away from us, but he already knows what's in there. He wants you to allow him in so he can come in and clean. I mean, like every year for Christmas, I want to get my wife, you know, a service to come and help her do spring cleaning because she loves to have a clean house. You know, who doesn't, right? And and I do too, honestly. But the problem is before that'll happen, my wife has got to clean the house before she can get the house cleaned. I don't understand that. I'm hiring someone to come in and clean. They're expecting to come in and clean. They're expecting the house to be dirty. But for them to come in, we got to clean the house before they can get them in. We just got to straighten up the house. <laughs> That's kind of how we treat God. And God's like, no, let me do the straightening up. Let me do the cleaning. It reminds me of this passage that I came across this last week. And I just felt like God led me to Psalm chapter 11, which is kind of cool because this fits in perfectly right here. Listen to this. Psalm 11. I've already run for dear life straight to the arms of God. So why should I run away now when you say, run to the mountains? The evil bows are bent. The wicked arrows aim to shoot under the cover of darkness at every heart open to God. The bottoms dropped out of the country. Good people don't have a chance. And boy, there's a lot of people thinking that now with the whole coronavirus. Oh man, there's no hope. The bottom's dropped out of the country. We even hear that on online. We hear that on, on TV. We hear that on news channels. The bottom's dropped out of the country, right? And so what, what are we going to do? And all of a sudden God gives me this verse and check it out. Verse number four, it says this, but God hasn't moved to the mountains. We always want to get away to the mountains to talk to God. Like we talked about in the very beginning here, but God hasn't moved to the mountains. It says right here in the Bible, Psalms 11, chapter verse four. His holy address hasn't changed. He's in charge as always, his eyes taking everything in. And then check this out in verse number seven. God's business is putting things right. He loves getting the line straight, setting us straight. Once we're standing tall, we can look him straight in the eye. He loves getting us straight. He loves cleaning us out. That's his business. He's got a cleaning business and he's knocking on the door of your heart, of your life right now. And he's saying, let me in, man. I got just the stuff that will clean that because I already paid a price for that. You're already forgiven of that. If you open up that door and let that sun in, because a lot of those diseases and stuff, they exist in the dark. They exist. And when we let God in, we let him shine his light instead of us shining our little flashlights, trying to fix ourselves. So don't be afraid to bring up certain topics to your partner. Thinking that they're going to lead to fights. Ask God what he thinks. Don't just guess how he's feeling. Find out, ask him, God, what are you thinking about that? Remember, God is good all the time, not some of the time. He's good all the time. We just don't always see that because we're seeing him from our perspective. You can be honest with him. So talk to him, really talk to him. Not just at certain times, but talk to him any time of the day. Hey, God, help. God, what do you think about that? God, I'm scared. What do you think? And take a moment to listen and feel. And and when you feel like he's not listening, God, are you even listening to me? He is. He is. Be specific with him. Tell him how you're feeling, just like Emily did. And don't guess how he's feeling. Ask him and wait. Prayer is something that you learn. When you're learning any language, um, it takes a while to learn it. But the more you practice it, that's how you learn it, by practicing it, not just reading books on it. So you learn it by practicing it. And lastly, don't be afraid to let God into those dark places of your life because he already knows they're there and he's sitting there 
with the 407 or with the Windex or whatever that cleaning product is, 30 seconds, that stuff is amazing. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by 30 seconds. <laughs> Actually, this episode is brought to you by Happy Life Coaching. We still have some spots. If you need some help and all this stuff and you like some personal coaching, life coaching, there's no pressure at all. We want to do that free for the next month or so. We'll give you a free month coaching. Just email us at coaching at happy life dot studio. Or you can actually call me the Yo Steve line 425-200-Hayes as well. But don't be afraid to allow God in and see the darkness of your life. You're going to be surprised what happens when you let the light in to that darkness. Someone happy, make just one someone happy, and you will be happy too. We'll finish the rest of these next week. They're just as good as these first four that we did. Don't forget to check out our Happy Talk Tuesday on our Facebook page. It's in the show notes. And remember, life's not perfect but I can be happy. Steve Ace.